I forgot what I was going to open with. You should open up the window. You should open up the window? And that's what you should open with. ASMR there for you. Uh, this movie sucks. Hey, man, come on. It's too early into the show for that. Movie sucks. Preeminent bag rating, Matthew. You go first. It's, you, you, you go first. It's 11. Bag. 11 bags out yeah. of? 10. Damn. Gonna have to get five out of seven bags on this one. <laughs> Perfect movie. Perfect score. Holy shit, wow. Yeah. What movie are we talking about? You just want to go right into it? You just uh, want to get this over with? Is that it? You didn't like this movie too much? I had things I was going to open with. Um, oh, um, I had family friends over, and the one of the daughters there, her boyfriend came, and he also has a movie podcast, so he... Do you see what happens when we keep the window open? Those are just the sights and sounds of the neighborhood, you know? It gives it gives cop a kind of homey feel. Like a warm vinyl record feel. You know when you put in a vinyl record and it's old and covered in shit and... It's got crackles and pops. It's so warm. Mm. It's like a cup of cocoa in winter. It's like a hug from a go-go dancer. When... When you're listening to the music and you think, I can't hear it at all. It's so warm. But it's the ambiance. Right. The atmosphere it creates. The mood. It's so great when artists will now even put fake uh, vinyl, vinyl cracks. Crackle. And this this is at you, Mr. Tyler, Oklahoma. This is at you, <laughs> okay, asshole. Putting that shit at the beginning of Igor. There's a ton of, like, every rap record's gonna have some vinyl, imitation vinyl crackle. P Pimper Butterfly opens with some yeah. vinyl crackle. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt has on, like, some rap songs. It's just, like, the way that, the only thing that's a kind of a piss off with vinyl crackle when it's synthetic like that is that when you get the real vinyl, yeah. you're getting <laughs> crackle times two. Yeah. Which you don't need. Because uh, that just messes with the clarity. So You just gotta clean it. Keep it organic, guys. Vinyl is still in. It's very, it's past, last time I checked, it was like past CD sales or something like that. It's the coolest thing next to Spotify right now, so every, it's a big deal. Every movie with a teenager that comes out now, the teenager has like a little vinyl record collection. They kind of show that they're uh, a little off the cuff, you know? Yeah. They kind of walk the fine line between mainstream and living in their old alternative world you know what i mean it, it kind of gives it a nice uh, uh homey feel you know what i'm saying <laughs> having having a, a copy of dark side of the moon is like having a pulp fiction poster in your bachelor bedroom yeah it is it is like that N not a good look and eating bowls of cereal for dinner <laughs> craft dinner craft dinner crap dinner i don't know it's, it's this right. is at the crap family your crap, your crap dinner sucks. It's crap. This is for Robert Kraft and every one of his dipshit family members. I hate crap and I hate their crap food. You know what's also crap? Look, look. Okay, let's let's talk. Today we're doing. Um, this is a part. I suppose four of five of Matthew month, where I pick the films exclusively. We looked at some good ones. We looked at some not as good ones. Today we look at the 1966 exploitation cult film, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. Which is not based off a comic. It's not based off a comic. <laughs> Luke just made that up. Um, I was like, I guess I'll look up this comic. There is no such comic that exists. What we got instead was a spectacular film. <laughs> Uh, directed by Russ Meyer. Um, this know. is to the Meyer family. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of you. John John Meyer. Uh, hate your stupid music and your <laughs> stupid guitar. Oscar Meyer, wiener lover. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Okay, we're talking about this movie called Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Mm -hmm. And we just watched it. Mm -hmm. This is a very fresh review session because we yeah, just like watched half an hour ago like half an hour ago and we have some thoughts on it as we've been known to do on the show mm -hmm. the movie is about three go-go dancers who split town they're driving down through the california desert and then they kill a guy for basically no reason for a stopwatch 
They kill a guy for a stopwatch. And then they have to take his girlfriend along on the ride. Uh, and then most of the movie's set on this farm where you meet this ratchety old man that looks like Jim Leahy. He drinks like Jim Leahy, too. He's got a dumb son named Lenny. I just looked it up. The movie's an hour and 23 minutes. It feels like over two hours long. Okay. Well, let me just finish this okay, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm stuck in shit about the movie. Okay, sorry. He's got a son. His name's not Lenny, but he is Lenny. They call him Vegetable. He's basically Rocky from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Wait, man, Rocky. Balboa? Like, Balboa. No. And I was like, you know, that's actually not too bad either. That's a pretty accurate assessment. The movie just transitions into of Mice and Men and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's got some elements there. And then there's uh, Kirk, who is just like the level-headed normal guy at the farm. Uh, he takes care of his father and his dim-witted brother. You got the con. Keep going. Basically, more the bulk of the film takes place here, which, as a side, was kind of a disappointment for me because I thought this movie was going to be more of a high-flying getaway type of film, kind of like Thelma and Louise or something, where it's a few girls on the road and they're making trouble wherever they go. They actually just make trouble with these three guys, um, and they're not very nice to them. No. And uh, yeah, that's where our uh, that's that's what happens in the film. But how did it happen, Luke? And what did you think of how it unfolded? So the movie's about an hour and a half. Uh, the story can be told maybe in twenty minutes. Okay, name a movie you can't do that in. Huh? Name a movie you can't do that Apocalypse in. Apocalypse Now. The that's. Guy goes up the river. Pulp Fiction. Doesn't count. What? Doesn't Dawn count. Of the Dead. No. <laughs> you can tell that story. They go to the mall. They they die. They come out of the mall. Huh? That's the... That's, that's Star the... Wars. Guy shoots a big <laughs> ball. and then No, the point out. is, is that like when people say that, what they mean is that the scenes that aren't main plot points are useless and that's what these scenes are in this movie when they aren't moving the plot along all they're doing is just shotgunning sexual innuendos at, back at each other like oh let's make up a scenario like um it starts to rain a girl gets wet she says oh this is the second time today i've been wet uh and that's <laughs> nothing <the> <laughs> that crude let me tell you they're a lot more sly and a lot no. more clever <laughs> nope they got a little the bit writing of writing nudge the thing with the film is that the film stars three go-go dancers, so I suppose a part of the appeal is... Their boobs. The sexuality that the film exudes. They do have uh, not a lot of clothes on at any given moment. Yeah, the main girl basically looks like Elvira. She looks like a Japanese Elvira. Yeah. Um, and all around, I would say. Yeah. And her name is Barla. So Basically, an R9K user's dream girl. She's, 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 if you're going to pick somebody to live out your Stormtrooper fantasies and you want to really get stomped on, then you should pick this girl. Barla is this no-nonsense, cutthroat, ruthless, pretty mean, to be honest. Not a nice gal uh, who's sort of the leader of the trio. You have Billy, who's sort of the dim-witted, free-spirited blonde. <laughs> and then you have... Rosie, who is the Rosie. most stereotypical <laughs> Italian you ever seen. Rosie Figaroni. Yeah, like Rosie Ravioli or some shit. I don't know. She's uh, she doesn't really look that Italian to be honest. But then they she really... looks like more like an Egyptian, ancient yeah. Egypt piece of art. Yeah, she looks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she really lays it on the thing. It's it's funny. That was one of the funniest things in the film for me. Is just. They just had this lady talking this. I, I don't really, I don't really know what her being Italian even added to the movie. Not that that doesn't necessarily had to add anything to the movie, but I don't know why they just couldn't have her be an American. Yeah, um, nothing's added by it. By going yahoo! Uh, my favorite part of my, the funniest thing in the movie is the scene where they go to a gas station and they're just being an asshole to this gas station worker. You know what? He he was getting a little. He was getting a little ugly. Was he? So she said uh, to him, hey, eyes, eyes up here, eyes Columbus. Up here. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to find what you're looking for down there. Because he like, throws out some like America first rhetoric, which is... Uh, was that a David Duke reference? No, it was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that was before his time. 74? 
This came out in 66. Did it? Yes. Someone lied to me. The One second. <laughs> this did, this movie came out in 66. I don't know if you were watching a, a different cut. Let me pull up my Blu-ray copy of the movie real one second. Alright, your, your legally purchased Blu-ray copy that he's just getting out of the closet. Oh, 65. I swear I read Let's go on the Wikipedia. Somewhere. Huh? Go on the Wikipedia for it. We're going to get this release date right, ladies and gentlemen. 66. As an aside, the film is in black and white, and this because they were on a pretty low budget, as you can guess, for this kind of exploitation film. Yeah, artistically, this like movie doesn't look anything special. There's no need for it to be in black and white. It looks like shit. It looks as good as Reefer Madness looked. The okay. Only, the only, only reason people will say otherwise because Elvira over here has big big cleavage going on. <laughs> There's a couple. There's a couple nice shots. No. I like the shot of the spinning tires toward the end of the film when some lethal action is occurring. I like the the shot with the old man and vegetable pushing him forward, and then you have the the classic. And I know call this him is, vegetable man. That's rude. His what am I supposed to call so, him? So he has a name. <laughs> I don't know his name. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> when uh, Jeremy the strong. Dimwitted guys is pushing, <laughs> you know, the classic shot that's on every poster, which has been done to death now, of course, but it's just the point of view from the women's legs, I guess, yeah. like you see behind them. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The yeah. two ladies on the, yes. yeah, that was all right. Uh, so there was some inspired cinematography in this, I, although I'll agree for the most part, it's, it's very, I wouldn't say poorly shot, it's just very flatly shot. Yeah. Everything is presented in a kind of matter-of-fact way. There is not a lot of artistic liberty taken in that regard, but that's because we have to show um, large breasts at all times because, um, you know, you go watch this movie, half for the violence, half for the uh, for the go factor, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Faster, you know what I'm kind saying? Kind of a wow. Oh. <laughs> um the whole movie just doesn't even make fucking sense because they're they kill a guy over a stopwatch. This Varla, Varla, um, yeah, it's this this man, this beach boy and his high school sweetheart are out uh, racing. She's trying to get the best time. Yeah, uh, she even calls him an all American good boy. And he's, he's a beach boy, and he's saying, "What's she's saying? What's the what's the deal with uh, racing by yourself? Where's the fun in that?" And he says, "You beat time. You uh, beat your time, and then you use that time to beat other people's time." Speedrunner. And then she takes his stopwatch away, and then they start fighting, and then she just snaps his neck slash vine. Yeah, she pulls up his back. Which... Pretty sure you cannot actually do this in real life. <laughs> Basically, she he's on he's laying prone on the ground with his on stomach side down, and she pulls his arms and then just uh, <laughs> like pushes on his back. And That's how you out. like crack people's backs at a yeah, massage we did, we, place. We did that at school where <laughs> someone would lie on the ground. So we'll kill a man, but regardless, he dies. He had some pre-existing injury or such, uh, and they have to and they're trying to keep this his girlfriend quiet and they're trying to make their escape and they find out that this old man has a stash of money somewhere on his estate. Mm -hmm. So their plan is get the money, flee, dump the girl. Yeah, but the problem is they bring the girl with them, and then they're just like, we're going to make up this story that we rescued her, and we're going to bring her home. And then they they have pills to make her unconscious, but they just let her be conscious and walk around and talk with people. And she, of course... Tells them that they're like keeping her, holding her hostage, and they're crazy, and yada yada yada. And the way that kind of logic works in a movie is usually like in an alien movie or something, where she says like these people are aliens, like get me out of here, because then you'd be like, oh honey, you're crazy, they're not right, aliens. Yeah. But she's like, they're actually kidnapping me, and they're like, <laughs> you're, you're just delusional. That doesn't work. Because if someone said, they're kidnapping me, please help me, they'd be like... And then these girls are like, hey, she's just joking, man. She's just joking. Well, it doesn't work with Kirk, who is the the saint of the trio on the farm. You have like old you have old man McGee. No, it doesn't work with him because he well, just does, takes he her back to the farm. She's like, this is where I was attacked. And he's like, oh, no. But there's a point in the film where it seems like he kind of knows what's going on, but he doesn't care because he's kind of crazy. and, and Kirk? No, old man. 
Okay. At one point in the film, it's revealed that he lost the use of his legs trying to save a girl on the track, and then during oh, the he's climb- a misogynist. And then and then he hates women. Yeah. And during the climax of the film, he's like, "I'm not gonna save this one." <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what the plan is there. Um, so and also and then the other guy is referred to as vegetable, so he didn't have to do a lot of thinking in that regard. Uh, so Kirk not believing the story, I guess, is is a little off. But um, they what? couldn't keep her on NyQuil for like 24 hours. That shit gives you brain damage. Or tie her to a post uh, somewhere. She'll get thirsty. Yeah. Bring her water. Look, you can't just hide a live body. You can in the middle of uh, the desert. Look, okay. Uh, Leave that... her in one of the cars with the window down somewhere. <laughs> Okay, look, they, they they wanted to get rid of her. They didn't want to kill her, okay? They had no problem killing other characters. Why wouldn't that they is kill strange. that character? Well, Varla has no problem. Yeah, why didn't she kill her? Varla's kind of interesting, uh, because to me... She... No! <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me make my case. Okay. Varla's interesting, because she's the protagonist of the film, I suppose. Yeah. But she's also, like, the most evil... The most vile. She's like she dies the villain's death spoiler yeah. at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, in terms of performances, <laughs> not like superb or anything, but I kind of like the whole uh, over the top exploitation fighter chick kind of deal. It made me feel like I was watching a Tarantino movie or mm-hmm. something a little bit more enjoyable than what we were watching. Yeah. So that was a nice, uh, that was some refreshing stuff. I liked Rosie, even though she's just saying, um, I'm going to level with you. What? The performances in this movie suck. The, the performances suck. in this movie are not are not good. They suck. And that's, I mean, I would say from the three girls, they're not great. I think Billy's all right. Billy is just being a guy. He's just <laughs> like, he's like, I'll get you. I'll help you out. Yeah. Hey. He's mumbling through this movie. Vegetable. Um, there's this line in Tropic Thunder, classic line. Um, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s character says that he says, never go full vegetable. And that's what this character did in this movie. You went full vegetable. He's it was tasteful, his performance. A big problem for me with this movie is that um, it's kind of like an action picture, and not it's not terribly exciting. You have a lot of these scenes where these characters are conversing, or a lot of lot of squabbling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't feel like there's like a lot of tension or much at stake, you know, when they're just kind of yelling at each other in this farm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and they don't look for the money at all throughout the whole movie, and yeah, and they're <laughs> in pursuit of this money, and they don't look through uh, look for it through the rest of them. I also think this film would have benefited more from more uh, a different locale, and I know that might be strange to say, but choosing to set it on the farm, and I guess that could be delivered because they want to keep the small cast, and you know, if you go into the town, you get have more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't conducive to a lot of you know big entertaining moments at all. Yeah, well, the point of like a locale like that. Is you want it to, you want the characters to feel claustrophobic, so you feel claustrophobic. It increases attention. That's why they have Alien in one ship, they have um, the Hateful Eight, the Thing, and one building. And in this, or just in the wide open space, I'm not really fearful for any of the characters. The girl runs away twice, or three times maybe. Nobody has uh, any idea of what's going on. And and it's strange because they're they're like they're not really looking for the money, and they can also leave any time. <laughs> so you wonder why do they continue to just loiter yes. about when this is so incriminating? Like, uh, just, like, just talk leave. to these random guys. I don't know. It's a little bit strange with, uh, in that regard. I like Billy, like who's the blonde chick? Boo-boo, okay, I think they call her Snoo Snoo. <laughs> No, that's Rosie. Okay. Um, like, are they good performances? No, but it was. Um, I guess in hindsight, it makes me <laughs> makes me appreciate things like Kill Bill or or Death Proof <laughs> more when I kind of see it directly what Tarantino is inspired by, inspired by. Yeah. So this is a good uh, thing to watch before you watch Kill William. I have to say. Did you have you seen Death Proof? No. Okay. 
Death proof? Yeah. No. Well, you can't say that. Basically, all the dialogue in the movie just serves as a tool to fuel the action. Well, that's what's, that's exactly what's done in this movie. No, no, the dialogue in this movie is to just make sexual innuendos and for the old men to kind of talk about raping one of the ladies. <laughs> there is, there, and I, this is, I guess, kind of the nature of the film. I guess this is what it was at the time. But every other line of dialogue from these ladies is some uh, thinly veiled allusion to sex, mm-hmm. sexuality, nudity, yep. anatomy, yeah. ETC. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say I wasn't particularly titillated by all this. <laughs> it was just it was a little excessive. Yeah. It's got like it's like the first couple of lines are kinda of clever haha, but then they just keep laying it on thick and you and it seems like the whoever was in charge of the screenplay here was just popping out one liners. <laughs> well, that's my kind of my problem with like a movie like Airplane or Killer yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, yeah, I I got it, guys. Can we <laughs> movie like airplane is that airplane is just like and i'm not saying this is okay but airplane is like we're just gonna do jokes like we're gonna have it's basically like this big snl skill with yeah one premise yeah and you just do the jokes mm-hmm. and there isn't like a ton any sort of drama is like melodramatic because they don't care mm-hmm. but then this i think you're meant to take it a little bit more seriously this is a relatively serious film i suppose maybe it's just outdated like i watched Last House on the Left, which is, I don't know, maybe a 70s movie. And it's about, like, these guys that just rape women. And it's like a horror movie. What's the oh, Last House on the Left? Yeah. Is that the one that got remade? Yeah. With uh, Jennifer Lawrence? I don't know if she's in it, but yeah. it was remade. And, like, the way they handle it is just, like, it's not that serious. And in this movie, not like, nothing is serious. I was laughing at all the deaths um and everything else just either don't even trip you were you were fight you were rooting for vegetable when he was pushing that car <laughs> when it is like superman moment when i like is that even possible i don't know they had they, they probably had it she probably had a crappy car yeah yeah i mean it was the 60s if for those who don't know this guy towards the end of the film was against spoilers yeah um Varla gets into a car and she's trying to pin. So she hits him, mm-hmm. and he's he's injured. Yeah. Vegetable is bit injured. Yeah. She tries to pin him against the wall, but he he supermans he Captain America's it, <laughs> and he pushes the car until it spins a hole. It spins. It digs a wee a yeah. hole. Yeah. And then she can't move, and she says something like two out of three will do, and then she runs away. She can't even finish him off. What does that mean? Two out of three will do. I think she meant because she killed the old man. And then she's going to go kill her, his brother, because oh. she's going to kill Vegetable. Okay. Uh, which, who, whose fate is left ambiguous. Yeah, they just said he died. She says <laughs> he died, and I was assuming she was just lying because he's not, I guess. not dead. Yeah. Um, I also like when they threw a knife at, uh, what's her name? Billy? Billy. And she just dies instantly. Okay. From a knife you know to what? the back. Okay. You know what? We've seen that so many times. I'm going to let it slide. I'm not. I don't let it slide with other movies. If I saw that today, I wouldn't let it slide. But <laughs> I'm going to let this slide. The knife in the back. I think they knew how bodies kind of worked in 1960s. I think they knew if you... They knew how it worked. But, like, you know what? They, they have, just got out of World War Two. okay? Sens- they have sensors they got to get through. They can't have, like, multiple stabbings on screen. <laughs> it's she just throws it's a knife into her back and then she falls on the ground dead. She's she, dead before she hits the ground. She said, and like, she's even got like a nice one-liner there where she's leave, walking away from it. She says, sorry to break up the band, but it's time for me to release a single. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> gets killed. This is classic. Kill her once. Like, this isn't Call of Duty, okay? If you hit someone with a knife, they're still going to be alive, right? Yeah. Also, that was a really good throw. I don't, yeah. You know, that was, that was Supremo shit. Now, let me ask you something here. What is your thoughts on... I'm going to assume that when this movie came out, it, it kind of broke the mold a little by having these uh, three violent women. I don't know how many movies I can say that for. I need to find the first movie that did stuff like that. And like people are like, Alien is so great because it's a female protagonist and she's like a feminist or something. I, need I don't to find... think Alien is great because it's a female protagonist. No, I don't think this movie's great, period. Uh, well, I... Me I don't think it's 
like amazing. And having three women as the cast isn't that progressive when their titties are out the whole movie. Well, and all they can say is, I want to suck and fuck the whole movie, Matthew. I'll say this. In the beginning of the movie, you have this, you have this kind of cool opening, actually, where you have this radio band appear on screen. Mm-hmm. Something to read the frequency. Mm-hmm. It's just this man giving this treatise on violence and, the per- and how violence perpetuates itself. Yeah. And then more and more of these radio bands come on screen. It's kind of cool. And it had oh, me, I like that. Yeah. And it had me thinking, like, oh, this will be a nice expose on, I don't know, something yeah. on, like, the idea of violence. And yeah. So it's like, not really. It's just like a dumb exploitation movie where, like, people get karate chopped in the neck. Which of the 77 songs that they played did you like? Uh, which of the 77? Yeah. Um,. I like the one called Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Kill, kill. Yeah, that was a good one. This movie soundtrack is so annoying. And, like, they do this thing where if there's some sort of tonal shift in the move in, in, a, in a scene, they just change the music whiplash style. Boom. And, and it's, I, like... We do that in Star Trek when it's, like, Captain, I <laughs> drop the reactor. Yeah, but at least in Star Trek, they're having an interesting idea. All right. Look, is this movie, like, particularly thought-provoking? No. No. Is the movie fun? No. Is the movie good? No. (laughs) But is it a movie? It's a movie. That's why we're talking about it. Look, it's not, it's not, it's got some clever, like, jokes here and there, but for the most part, it's kind of flat. Um... I like when they were driving, when there were, like, shots of them in the car outside of the window. It was just pure gray. I like th- I like that touch. That was great. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I'm taking a stand. You got to say some nice things about this movie. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, it's got... Uh, okay, it, like you said, it has some good one-liners here and there. Uh, I like... All the scenes where they're mean to the gas station worker. The uh, gas station worker is probably the best character in this movie. He just... And you can tell just as soon as you see him, he's just like a dumbass. Yeah. Like, yuck. <laughs> and he's like, yuck, let me fill up the tank. And he's like, hey, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> and then they don't. He's like, oh, well. I liked at the beginning of the movie where I thought it was going to be something, but then it wasn't that thing. What? I thought it was just going to be like they were just going to be committing crimes and just on the run, just doing, yeah. having fun adventures, but then they were just at an old man's house uh, taking showers in his water and not looking for the money or doing anything with it. Okay. He's just arguing. Yeah. Uh, what else do I like? What do you think is the cult? Let me ask you this. I like... What do you think is the cult appeal of this movie? Uh, the women. And their okay. sex appeal. That's... You think Roger Ebert reviewed this in 1990? Like, yeah, I'll come into this. This is the yeah. No, he didn't. Yes. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I like, feel like there was another movie that we watched where it was really shit, and there's a sex appeal, and then Ebert loved it. Of the movies we reviewed? Uh, maybe. Or another one. Like, okay. <laughs> and what about uh, Noted feminist whose name I forgot who said that she hated this film and then 20 years later she was like actually I love this film. I don't know what was up with George Lucas making good movies and then he made shit movies I don't know what to tell you. I don't know that was kind of a he kind of gave me the runaround on that one never got an answer. B. Ruby Rich who is a noted feminist film critic said it was misogynistic and shortish softcore porn in the 70s and then in the 90s she just loved it reappraising the film and discussing her change in her opinion. Well, maybe I'll get the citation on that and read it. Um, I'm not seeing whatever she's seeing. I'm going to assume the cult appeal of this is the sort of... Like, the women just have sex with men for no reason. Like, she, Billy just has sex with vegetables for no reason other than, haha, women he's like a, sex. He's a hunky guy. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You saying yarp in the whole movie? <laughs> and then he said narp. And narp. He said narp. And then she's like eating her corn like it's a wiener. And she's like... <laughs> Imagine the director. Eat that corn like it's a, a penis. 
No, he probably okay. he's okay. <laughs> he wasn't that crude, okay. And bring something revealing next time you're in. Damn it! I think part of the appeal is that this is like an exploitation film that's like, oh, it's got violence, and uh, you can look at girls dancing, and it's barely exploitation. It's like there's no violence. You know, what? I'll say this: the scenes where they're hitting people with their car almost all look good. Because in old movies, they're usually really crap. There's this one scene where I think... She, when I think it's when she hits uh, Vegetable. It's like... It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it looks better than some of the shots in Death Race. Or in Reefer Madness. When there's oh, yeah. like a couple frames of someone getting hit by a car. I'll, I'll allow that. I'm, I'm more disappointed with Death Race because A, that movie's about people getting yeah. hit by cars. And B, this movie, that movie came out like 10 years after this. Yeah. Um, I think the appeal, as I was saying, I think the appeal is that it's, it has the violent spiel, it's got the girls, but I guess people just like it for, you know, not ironically per se, but, um, through a different lens. I don't know what that lens is. I want to like this movie. I can't see it. You just gotta watch it through that, uh, cinephile lens, man. Like, I think the only way you'll really enjoy this movie is if you think poo-poo pee-pee sex jokes are funny, and you'll laugh at every Dude, single one of them. If you like innuendos and And when movies, the old man has, like, her ripped clothes in her his hand, kind of suggesting that he was molesting her. Yeah, I, I think, like, the old man, like... It's like the old man try is trying to rape her throughout the film because yeah. then that happens, and then he sends vegetable to, to go, go rape her. He's like, "Do it!" I'm like, "What's happening?" Vegetable starts crying, can't do it, and then, and then Varla suggests that she's try he's trying to rape her. Well, yeah, because she's like, "Just get it over with and do it." Yeah, so... laying down with her legs open, just do it. I don't really know the deal with this antagonist motivation that he just hates women because he saved a little girl one time. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, uh, crippled him. I kind of like the I kind of like the performance from Jim Leahy. From Jim Leahy, it's uh, it's like all right. They, there's a good moment at the dinner table when he's has a sort of freak out in regards to. Being the father of Vegetable. And so, like, the way that they treat Vegetable throughout the movie, like, he can understand English. And he can drive a car. And he can drive a car. He knows how to work. Like, he's fine working out. And he is fine being on his own schedule doing that. And then Jim Leahy is two feet away from him talking about, like, I fucking hate my son. I want to kill him. I hate him so much. And he's like, can I have more chicken, please? <laughs> He's just, and then it just cuts to him like gnawing on this chicken, like he doesn't That's understand. That's how oblivious he is. That's why he hates his son. Damn it! Oh right, but then he can carry out conversations, and he knows how to like. Look, are we critiquing the depiction of the disabled in this yeah, film? Or are we critiquing yeah. the movie? I am. Yeah. Look, they do it like shit because it's a movie from the. <laughs> and he talks like this. He's like, uh, I love uh, me no don't. you. <laughs> uh, can't do that train man uh... me Tarzan you Jane and then he can just drive a car just fine through yeah, the yeah. desert yeah mudding <laughs> he's just fine yeah he used to let anybody drive a car and he has his own workout room his they... dad hates him so much he gave him a workout room <laughs> to just work out yeah cause he's gotta carry oh, I hate you so much yeah if he, work a room. if he hates him, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. and not gives him a workout room, how's mm -hmm. he gonna carry him around? I don't know. And then when the when the old man dies, um, he had a total of fifty dollars in his, his which in the sixties was like four hundred million, four hundred bucks. Yeah, with that. inflation, it was like a billion dollars. I think the bills looked unmarked, so <laughs> maybe it was like maybe they were checks. They could just write like a hundred thousand dollars on there and that's like you know and it was from the settlement or something he got a settlement from say from the train people for the train hitting him because he went on the tracks he got a settlement because of that just don't worry about it it's just saving a girl he got a settlement choosing to, to to go on the train tracks and get hit he got a settlement for that the real protagonist is Kirk. I feel bad for him because he has to take care of his asshole dad. Okay. And then he has to take care of his brother who's not getting the help he needs. And he just kind of seems depressed. He's just a normal guy. I don't know. Vegetable looks kind of self-sufficient. 
He is. I don't know. I guess I think it's just his dad. At one point, um, I think it is. What is her? Who is? Who plays? What's the name of the young girl? I don't know. It's like a Susan or something. Susie Lily. or Julie or Billy or Kiddo Beatrix Kiddo. Be- <laughs> now that would definitely be. Uh, that definitely be. Billy would be Beatrix Kiddo. She yeah. kind of looks like. Uh, with Thurman a little bit. I'm talking about Linda. That's was... rude. No, okay. No, it's not. I was talking about Linda. I think she... Or was it maybe Varla? At some point, somebody suggests that she should... Or it's Varla, actually, who suggests to Kirk, who is... And him and... Varla and Kirk throughout the film have a sort of... It's cute. They have a romantic... Uh, some escapades. She says, hey, let's go into the barn and get it on. And he's like, uh, okay. In the cow shit. Let's go fuck in the cow shit. And she, on the straw and piss and shit. Uh, and then they end up having a big fight at the end of the movie. And then they hug. It's a 60s, so they were hugging and the girl was moaning because of it. Yeah, as 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 they do in fights. You know what? Props. To, I'll say this. Props to this movie. No wardrobe malfunctions. Way to go. Because they couldn't even handle that in Return of the Jedi. But no wardrobe malfunctions. Way to go. No nudity in this film. I I was honestly wasn't sure if there would be because we saw recently a movie, or maybe not that Death ooh, Race, that had nudity. Right. I guess you gotta wait that ten years. Yeah. Until you can have casual female nudity. Yeah. I didn't really need it. We got enough of what we got. Huh? You know what I'm talking about. I know. Look, it's not gonna blow your socks off, really. I wouldn't call it particularly dull. Because I was pretty entertained while I was watching the movie. However, when you walk away from this, I didn't take a lot from it. No. It's, uh... Hey, you know what? It's got heart. And it's got moxie. And it's got spirit. And a can-do attitude. Did you enjoy it for the purposes this movie wanted you to enjoy it? (laughs) That's the question every man, woman, and child, non-binary person has to ask themselves. I think that you'll like this movie if yep. you like uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. Well, I do, and I didn't like this movie. Luke is the one exception. <laughs> Caitlin also Caitlin does. Caitlin is also the exception. You, do you like Quentin Tarantino movies? Yeah. Do you like this movie? You know, was was it the best movie ever? No. Was it the worst movie ever? No. Was it close to one of the worst movies ever? Was it close to one of the worst movies ever? No, it wasn't. Well, is it closer to one of the worst movies or one of the best? I would have to see all movies in existence. <laughs> well, that you know of. Of the movies that I've seen? Yep. Um, is it close to the worst or the best? Yep. <laughs> Uh, you know, give me a couple of days to review. I'll I'll get back to you next show. <laughs> you have five minutes. <laughs> what do you mean five minutes? Five minutes. I don't know. There isn't really also anything else much to say about the movie. It's got like I think I like the costuming in it. I like the go go. I like go go boots. I I I'd grab a pair of go go boots if I saw them for cheap. For you? Well, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, they're not gonna be for my girlfriend. <laughs> Shit. God only knows. <laughs> um, you know, it's got a nice, it's got a nice vintage feel. You know, because it's black and white, and, and it looks old. like shit. It's um, it's a movie, and I think uh, I think it's one that people will remember for at least a couple more years, and that's I can say with absolute certainty. When I like, okay, when I think of a movie that is so terrible, like a one out of ten. I have to ask, like, is this movie salvageable? And if it's not, it's a one. This movie's easily salvageable. Yes. So it's not a pat. It's not a complete fail. This movie would just be salvageable if they just use their brains a little more in the writing department. Um, and, you know, sprinkled in the sexual innuendos sparingly uh, and made them a bit better. And... Yeah... 
and made the action a little more interesting. Like, they have the shotgun that never gets used in any way, shape, or form. Chekhov's gun remains unfired sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and they could have done, like, shot at a car and a tire pops and whoa, and something else. Uh, but it's just like the car kills and a knife hits someone's back and it kills them. I, and I think the movie, the biggest disappointment for me in respect to this movie is you got this cool title. You got yeah. like, the, the poster pretty cool. You have this opening that's about violence. Yeah. And you think you're in for a riot and... For the most part, the film's a bit dull. Yeah. And, like, no character seems interested in this money at all because Rosie, nobody mentions it. Like, they're just like, ooh, let's get that money. Okay. Varla wants and the money. Rosie kind of just wants to split. And then Billy just wants to drink whiskey and and make snoo-snoo with vegetable. But, like, nobody, nobody's like, hey, focus on the money. Let's get the money. They're just like... What? That's the such a cliche. Butterfly? <laughs> and just focused in fucking La La Land. Um, do you have so any... are the writers, I guess. Look, I I think a better screenplay would have helped. And I think... Uh, 45,000 for this movie. I was waiting for the big fight scene with the three ladies where they were yeah. in a big fight. Yeah. Only Varla fights in this movie. I didn't even see Rosie fight, which would have been cool. She could have done like some cool like dance thing and like yeah, I thought she was gonna be like the you know black mamba yeah or some something yeah yeah it's nothing really happens Kill Bill is like what this movie wanted to be and instead yeah. it's like I don't even know I was trying to think of something witty I can't it <laughs> it's, it just sucks it was like Kill Bill's uh, vegetable little sister. Can't think too good. We all kind of appreciate it, but we don't really care for it. Like, this movie's basically what I would do with my Legos playing with them. Okay. I think that's a little harsh. I'd go, pew! Oh, I hit you with the car! And I would make the Lego man go Well, my, let me tell you, my Lego matches would be a lot more exciting than that. Okay? Yeah. They would have crossovers. Yeah. There'd be kills. There'd be explosions. Death. Boom, boom, pow. Would be cool. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about this movie? Because you seem petered out. Yeah, I'm teetered out. Does that mean it's time for bags? Yeah. All right, give me your bags. Let's hear the bags on uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. 1966, Russ Meyer. You first. All right. um, Was this movie good? I'm going to be honest with you guys now. Uh, it's not the worst piece of shit ever, so I'll give it two out of five bags. I'm really torn between three or four. Okay. But while I say that, also three and two. <laughs> um, I know this may not fit what I've been saying, but I think the movie salvageable, and like I was like entertained by like things that happened and things that they said but the story really fell flat and the visuals were flat i think for the most part for me the anticipation or the entertainment comes from the anticipation of something cool happening and then it doesn't really happen so i think on rewatch this will hold up worse like i was waiting for them to like find this stash of money and there's gonna be like gold and rings and it was gonna be like like smog's den they didn't have that kind of budget what are you, loco? And then it's just like Jim Leahy dies, and then fifty bucks flies out of his out of his, out of his ass <laughs> because they find out that the whole time the stash they were looking for was just in his wheelchair, I guess, or like under his ass. And then it's just like, oh, there it is. Okay, there's the money. And they split, and they everyone gets a happy ending. Just kidding. Everybody dies at the end of this movie except for Vegetable, who's injured, and then Linda and Kirk, the little girl of the murdered boy, as well as. Vegetable brother, they just haul out of there for yeah. trauma. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, can I recommend this movie? No. Yeah, why not? Four bags out of ten. There it is. Four out of ten for Lucas. Two out of five for me. It's just like the four out of ten. It's with it's there with reefer madness. It's like three is like. I don't know. 
Like, there was just, like, a tiny nugget. This one had a bigger nugget of possibilities. Yeah, a big nug. Yeah. Like, the start was holiday special. What the fuck are you going to do with that? <laughs> and Mommy Dearest is like, let's just make a mockery of a very serious issue. And a live-action Super Mario Bros. movie? What the hell's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? That was a pretty good movie. No. I gave that one uh, three bags. You did. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, when uh... we started the show and you gave... I'll never forgive you for this. Star Wars Holiday Special, like, four or whatever it was. That was a little high. In hindsight, not not my best pick. The thing with the Super Mario Brothers is that there's some admirable qualities there, man. Mm-hmm. It's got good performances, man, by uh, Dennis Hopper, man. <laughs> and he's washing his hands. And you got and you got Diggy and Zippo. And... It's not Diggy and <laughs> Zippo. It's Itchy and Scratchy. Get their names right. You got Dingbat and Willy. And they're like, cool. The, what was the number they got wrong? <laughs> you know what the uh, square root of like 116 is? Yeah. And they give a wrong number. I don't know. I still don't know if that's a joke. That's or... definitely not a joke because nobody would expect... Because the the filmmakers would not expect the audience to know that yeah. on the fly, of course. So they would have to... So audiences would assume... There's a scene like that in The Simpsons where, like, uh, Homer gets smart and then he, like, says, like, um, the hypotenuse of a, of a nice isosceles triangle is, or something like that, and then he gives a formula and it's wrong. And well, that episode is funny. I don't know if you've seen that episode. I haven't. You should watch the episode. Basically, in that episode, Homer just gets a crayon dislodged from his brain and it makes him smart. Oh, okay. The big joke in that episode is that he just, like, kind of averagely smart, but everybody in Springfield is really, really stupid. Okay. So they're just like, oh, we hate you. Because, like, he's just saying shit like the capital of Alaska <laughs> is Anchorage. And they're like, ah! Oh! <laughs> I've been meaning to watch some Simpsons. There's too many episodes. Yeah. Honestly, the best way to do it is just, like, just watch some on cable and then... <laughs> Watch them two weeks from then. I'll just look on Reddit, like what the best season is. I think people what... say like two to nine. I think I, I think nine is when people say the show is not as good after. There's one episode in particular, which of course, if you're a Simpson fan, you will know, which is called the Principal and the Popper, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like considered the turning point of the show from good to shit. What happened? Basically, in that episode, it's revealed that Principal Skinner mm-hmm. um, was just. Um, up until that point in the series was like a phony, like an imposter, and they find the real Mr. Skinner. Why? Why did they do that? I don't know, but people don't like the episode, and not only because the episode apparently is not good, but also because I think it was considered like sort of backhanded to erase Principal Skinner's like character development up yeah. to that point where you just say, oh, that guy wasn't real. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that, that's from what I've heard from Simpsons fans. Have you... Oh, uh, we'll just do the quick spiel here, and we'll get into our post-bag. Uh, We're already in post-bag. Okay, well, then we'll just end the, sh- the show with our spiel. Did you watch the trailer for Lower Decks? I did not, which uh, we'll definitely do right after we're done recording this. Uh, Holy crap. Hey, you know what, buddy? It's going to be okay. We're going to get Star Trek oh, uh, 4 from Chris Pine and the boys. It's going to be sick. Do you think they actually stopped doing that because... Curly Chekhov died, or because it it wasn't performing as well as they wanted. No, I think I don't think they stopped it because um, what was his Anthony name? or uh, what what's his name in the show? Pavel Chekhov. Yeah, his his real name was uh, Anton Yelchin. Yelchin. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I was that was that was I was sad when that news came out. Like that, I remember that day when they were like, "He's dead." I was like, "Damn, I like him in Star Trek," and he was like twenty-seven. Yeah, but he um, I don't think they still. That was the last movie was Beyond, which was like in post production right when he died. Okay, I'm gonna assume that they were just like that was probably it for the contracts. Is oh, probably it. maybe I'm gonna assume it. That was it for the contracts. They probably were like. There's not much more to build from this. Because, like, it's not even, like, a cohesive story, the three movies. It's not, which I don't mind, because it's, like, episodic. Yeah. Right? In the sense that it's just, like... It's not, like... uh, And they weren't even connected by numbers. 
they're not. Yeah. They wanted to, well, because it can cause Star Trek 2 into darkness. Yeah. They, they might as well have, given what they did with the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Tarantino, there's still time. No, Make he's done. Star Trek. He's done. They, the script is greenlit, but he's not doing it. I mean, he's 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 written other movies like Natural Born Killers, and uh, there's like a few others. I forget what they were. I'm guessing the scripts for this movie won't even be Kirk and uh, the regulars, then, right? No, because like, why would he want to make a? And the other thing is that right now it's there's two timelines, which is everything else, and then the O nine stuff, right? Isn't that is that not it? Because O nine yeah, because O nine like erases it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do for Star Trek. Discovery is just in the normal tar- timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they can Picard do. Picard is in the new timeline. I don't know what they can do movie-wise that would really get people into the seats, really. Like, 09 was cool. Like, the movie was good, and it was like, Ooh, Star Trek is back. And then, like, Into Darkness Beyond, you kind of coast off that in the star power. But at this point, I don't know if they're going to cast, like, Hugh Jackman as Pike. The only way they can get people in the, in the movie theaters for a Star Trek movie is if they do the original gang. Because people go, oh, I know him. You mean Shatner? No, 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 no. Like the characters, like Kirk, Spock, oh, yeah. McCoy, Scotty. Like, they need them because people go, oh, I know them. Yeah, I guess so. Because, uh, like, who's going to go see a Star, next Star Trek gen? with literally who's? Yeah. Nobody Nobody. So yeah, they do have to do that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I like to re- I like to see this script. I'd like to see Tarantino realize it as well, but oh well. Yeah. In two thousand eight he was in in talks after Death Proof to remake Faster Pussycat. Really? He was in talks, yeah. Huh. Which kinda on the nose for him, but he Yeah, because he hasn't done like a remake. No. He's only done originals. Yeah, up until this point. I guess he 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 has one movie left, right? Quote unquote. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, adapt something. All those cinephiles will bitch and moan like, oh, he stole this shot, and he stole this line of dialogue, and he stole this. It's like, yeah, yep, so what? So, and? We should watch Kill Bill. What, have you seen Have you seen it at all? Yeah. What's your favorite part? Of the two? Yeah. One. Okay, yeah, same. I think one is better. Yeah. I think two is fine, but like just having Bill talk to Beatrix for an hour. Yeah, about Superman and, <laughs> and comic books, and that's so weird. Like you wouldn't expect Bill to like be talking about know. Superman. That was that. really weird. But that's like Tarantino's thing. Like he'll just have characters talk. I mean, like even in uh, Reservoir Dogs, uh, what's his name, uh, Tim Roth. His character, like, he has, like, a Silver Surfer poster oh, in yeah. his room or yeah, whatever. he does. And, like, I think Tarantino's a comic book guy. He should probably. direct a comic book movie. Somebody give Tarantino X-Men. A swamp thing. Oh, yeah. Give him X-Men. Do it. Oh, yeah. Give him uh, Miracle Man. Shit. No way. That'd, <laughs> be, be, good. that'd be sick. Give yeah. him Planetary. It'd be awesome. I have to read that still. Yeah, you know what, Warren? The guy who wrote that is is, is fully canceled. What did he do? Warren Ellis, who, who wrote Planetary, and he's written a ton of great comics. Yeah. He, like 60 women that he was with founded a site. Literally just to say, like, fuck you, Warren Ellis. Apparently, what did he do? One, apparently he was just in a, with a lot of women at a time. Like, into, like, some 10 years back, he was in, like, 20. He had, like, 20 girlfriends at one point. Really? Yeah. And, like, obviously, like, did he have, like, a main one? or? Yeah. Okay, like he, he, he got, was he married? Basically, he got Tiger Woods. Okay, what did he, he didn't he just cheat and that was like not to say like it. that was it. I think he like, also uh, people said he groomed twenty somethings and he's like fifty years old. So. Tiger Woods. No, I'm talking about Warren Ellis. I don't how know can about he Tiger groom Woods. a twenty like a twenty something? I don't know. Don't worry about it. Maybe, or maybe they just have different laws. I don't know what the consent laws are in the states. Yeah, here it's like fairly liberal. Yeah, it's pretty liberal. Here. Like, 16 is, like, full consent here, at least. Everybody's getting... This is Me Too round four or five. I don't know. Gamers, watch out. And have you read anything that, like, Mobius has done? Nah, I read his Silver Surfer comic with Stan Lee. Do you like that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. 
This yeah. is a Beyond the Panel Part 2. Any comics? Uh, what's your comic of the week? Comic of the week? Yeah. Uh, I'll, you know, Planetary. I just uh, finished rereading <laughs> the whole series. Bought the Omnibus. It's a fatty. It looks good as hell. It's got all the issues. Basically, if you don't like Planetary... You don't. You shouldn't be watching this show, man. Do they do remastered comics? Um, they do, uh, which people don't like. For example, if you take well, you don't have any on your shelf, or maybe you do. What do you What do you wanting? As an example, like a lot of times when a comic gets released from the '90s or '80s, there's a recolor, which usually is yeah. not as good. People generally don't like that. I think there's some recolors that are okay. Like for example, the Killing Joke. There's either like the normal color scheme, right? Or you can get like, yeah, the, the psychedelic one. Yeah. So like, I don't mind having that, but for the most part, the digital rec the recoloring is not good because I don't like digital coloring, and that's usually what they do is just do digital recoloring. So that's like completely solid color. Yeah, and yeah. like it's got sheen on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't look that great. Because like the old comics, just because of their printing presses at the time, they're really fuzzy. Well, like, like, comics from, like, the, like, even, like, com, I suppose, yeah, like, they, like, the newsprint and the four-color yeah. way of printing, yeah. So, do they, like, touch it up to, like, sharpen the, like... Yeah, well, the thing is, like, for D, for example, for DC Comics, like, they still have, like, the sheets, like, before, like, yeah. they're not taking, like, a comic book from yeah. the stands from the 40s. Yeah. It's, like, they have the equivalent of the film reels. Yeah. Uh, that they use, so it's always high quality when they do a reprint. Okay. Yeah. And like you know how with old comics, like the color would be like slightly off and over the lines. Yeah, do they, they, do, they, do they, they fix they, that for they, reprints? Yeah, they clean that okay. up. Okay. Interesting. The company that did that a uh, reanimator Blu-ray, they did a RoboCop one. I want to pick that up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because RoboCop was a good ass movie. Holy shit. Your move, creep. creep. <laughs> and Dead like, or alive, you're coming with me. Practical effects on like the RoboCop costume alone is so they look, they look so really good. good. I like Murphy's head, a face on the weird yeah. Darth Vader thing. Yeah, RoboCop's classic. I guess we have to review it. Yeah, but that's just, like such an easy episode. So we'll wait. easy episode. That'll yeah. be next week. <laughs> That'll be the week after next week. Well, what's the sh what's it's your pick? I guess for week after next week. So. Next week, what are we doing, Matt? We're doing Willy Wonka. The one with Johnny Depp, and that'll be a good episode. It will. The Johnny Depp one? Yeah. Okay. So Delete the ones we've already done. Yeah, I haven't looked at this in so long. We are going... You know what? Maybe... <laughs> oh, shit. Was, oh, was it Fritz the Cat? Is that the comic book one? Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. That makes sense. First, the cat is based off a comic. Uh, it's the comic done by, I believe, Robert Crumb. There's also a documentary on Robert Crumb that has achieved cult status. I'll see if that's any good. I don't, I don't want to do crappy movies. I want to do good movies. As I told uh, you. Yeah? Yeah, we don't have to do anything. Well, because I feel like uh, there's... Yeah, we can do scanners. We could. We will do. Yeah, we'll do uh, Clerks again. We'll do Clerks the animated series if you guys request it. No. Shit. We are going to do. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. We. Oh, God. You're yeah, putting me just on pick, spot, man. Just pick one and then delete. And then we can do the <laughs> other ones next week. Flash Gordon. Sure. We'll do Flash Gordon. Flash! And when we are back in the studio, first show, we are doing our commentary track for Star Wars 77. Boom! We'll go, we'll get drinks, carbonated drinks, burgers, we'll go into the studio, we'll have a great time. It's going to be a blast, guys. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about before this? Hey, you know what? Everyone's invited to the studio. It's going to be a party in the studio. Live show. Well, sometimes that's how it is when we go into the studio. There will just be a guy DJing uh, to like Pumping five girls that look apathetic and bored at best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
What are you going to say? Oh, new art. If you dig the new art, send a thank you to my wallet. Send five bucks <laughs> to my e-transfer. My email is matttekla at gmail.com. Uh, you can provide more than that, but uh, try to keep it low because at a certain point I have to seek legal counsel. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, besides from that, don't forget we're on Spotify, mm -hmm. Instagram, mm -hmm. Cop Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, so look up Cult of Personality, iTunes, look up Cult of Personality, umfm.com, look up Cult of Personality. Cop! Coming at you. Coming at you. For the last time. Red hot. The show is over. Last this show. This is the last show, guys. I'm sorry. No money in the budget. <laughs> you guys didn't... Uh, didn't send me my millions of RuneScape you fucked gold. up. Where's my money? Let's play RuneScape right now. End the show first. They don't... <laughs> end the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. See you next week. Bring a chocolate bar. Week after that, bring a... Uh, what, the, what movie did you pick? Flash Gordon. Bring your uh, comics, your pulp comic. Uh, who cares? Just end the show quickly.